I didn't miss out by just five or ten thousand. I missed out by somebody that went and put eighty thousand dollars more than what I was prepared to pay for it. Mm. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, the market at the moment, there's just people out there that want to secure a place, and they'll just put crazy prices out there, and there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Going one, going twice, sold. You're listening to the property pod. All right, guys, welcome to the property pod. I'm here with this week's sponsor, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they reached out to you. <laughs> Granny Smith reached out and we're good. We're good. <laughs> I've got apples for days. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our crew out there at MKH Contracting. We uh, really enjoyed being sponsored last week and we milked it for all it was worth. Absolutely. And for those that aren't on camera, you, you know those bowl pits? It's the same in the pod room but with apples. Mm, there's apples <laughs> yeah. all around us. Pat's like, what's with all these apples? And I just said, don't worry, baby. I got us covered. Yeah, Granny Smith's got you covered. <laughs> No, so the funny bit was I went into District B Coffee in uh, Moona on Saturday morning and I'm driving along and there's this big Dodge Ram sitting there and it's got MKH contracting on the side and I'm wearing the hoodie that they supplied us with for talking about them on the pod yep. and then I walk in and, and Marcus, the owner of the company, Pat's mate, is there with his wife, Abby. He's like, his wife, Abby? Oh, oh. did I learn something? What? His wife and Abby. Oh, sorry. His oh. wife, Abby. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I was like, oh. Hey, we're taking sponsorship from on your level. Yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> we're at the next level, baby. It's one of those Mormon kind of big love situations. Look, I know we hang out a lot. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, so I've walked in and this, this Marcus place, who the bloody hell is that wearing my hoodie? <laughs> and I'm... Uh, I said, the property part, baby. baby. <laughs> We're doing it. Well, when your hand hoodies have like candy, it is easy to <laughs> forget fine. who you've given them to. Well, I said to Abby, I was heading to Bunnings to go and get um, a floor sander to oh, sort out. So the you back look like a trade. So I wanted to look like oh, a trade. Yeah. I said, oh, you got to look the part when you get in there. They, they might offer you a discount or, or make, make <laughs> you, you think that you're onto something. Just, just, or that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, so that, you don't look like just, an idiot. Just, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. <laughs> well, I'm normally working on the diggers, but I've got to use a floor sander today. Can I get a bit of advice? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how this works? Well, you were doing some um, stuff, John. You were out in the um, in your house demoing last week. You were in your um, yeah. workwear. How did yeah, it all go? Oh, it's been fun. been a hell of a lot of fun. And even when we... Um, uh, the the most painful part though is in the kitchen where they had it was, it was three layers of um, hi- history really you had the modern um, concrete waterproofing uh, old school waterproofing under that then another piece of paper then newspapers from 1951 of which I ended up just fortunate uh, fortunately enough found um, a big fold out page of an old real estate guide <laughs> yeah did you 50s. bring it in oh, no, no, no like, yeah, yeah we'll bring it but one of my favourite though is remember when we were looking at it just said. The, the advertising a little bit different because there was one of them just said perfect gentleman's home, uh, which I really liked. There was another one where it said owner desperate to sell. <laughs> this one is a bargain. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's a, and then it went um, £2,400. Oh, so it was really interesting. Yeah. Expensive. And they've got the photos on it too. Remember we were talking about once that before. But oh, where they sketched the... No, these are... Proper photos. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is 1951 in the, I assume it was the Mercury, I can't remember looking at the top of it, but yeah. it's, it had, yeah, I'm well, sure they were the more expensive ads, but yeah. there was probably six or seven that had black and white images. That looked pretty good. What suburbs yeah. were these fancy homes? Um, uh, Ed Glenorchy, Newtown, Lena Valley. Um, there was 40 Barossa Road, Lena Valley, so that address doesn't exist anymore because it's been rezoned to Glenorchy. So huh. it's kind of cool. Little, just little, it was unbelievable too, just the chances that we could find that specifically. Um, so yeah, it was unreal with this renovation. Oh. But None with of your dad's ads in there? 
No. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should superimpose it though. Just, just, he, he looks the same all throughout history. <laughs> but we, I ended up buying my partner a, um, a set of work boots because she's never had them before. So she was absolutely loving it. Just, um, I think it was like blue steel, whatever it was. Um, and, you know, proper some work pants and gear. So we absolutely looked the part. Neither of us know what the hell we're doing. Well, I think that's the important part is you always got to look the part. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we're taking away but from this hoodie story. See, I don't exactly. know whether or not that helps though. So say if you're going, if I'm asking about a tool and I look like I know what I'm talking about, I might not get the same assistance because they're going to assume I know half of it already. It's like, nah, mate, start from scratch, please. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, yes. You backfired maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Because they're like, fine. yeah, you're fine. You're like, because then you just want to say, yeah, because you don't uh, He's got planning like, on. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, you don't want to look like a fool by going in. It's like, well, I used to work in a bar, yeah. and if people would come up and ask for a certain cocktail that I didn't know what to do, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I got this. I just got to go out the back and grab the important ingredient for that one, and then it'd be, <laughs> get your phone out and look at what is in what an old-fashioned... Okay, you've got you. And then you come out and you do your Tom Cruise and you got this all sorted. <laughs> and it's like, geez, he's good at that. Well, I have it too when we're, you know, a, a person references the fact that they used to be a salesperson in real estate, et cetera. And then I don't know how, you know, what they want me, which direction to take. Like, do we go all the information? Do I ask about the contract? Sometimes they'll be happy just to, um, you know, listen as you would as a regular customer. Others will just um, sit there and unload all the information about the experiences they had as a better salesperson back in the days. Like, that's fine. So it's just that balance of, well, what kind of service level do you want at this point? That, so. That's actually a really good point to um, flip today because mm. you've been trying to buy in the current market, Pat. So you're a salesperson dealing with agents who aren't yourself. Yeah. yeah and for, for, I'll put it out there. For four days I've been trying to buy. I <laughs> wanted to start it. So, yeah. But I've already experienced what everyone's talking about in the marketplace. Yeah, so can you run us through kind yeah. of your experience in the four-day period which people have been well, having? Well, putting it straight out there, I was unsuccessful in buying the property I went for, yep. much mm. like so many people are. It was a multiple offer situation. Um, and I thought maybe being in the industry I'd be able to pull some – not pull some strings but know the right things to do to get – a better chance of trying to get the property. You'd hope your knowledge base would kind of put you in good stead to know, mm. oh, this is an appropriate offer yeah. to make or this is... So I did a couple of things. Like everyone at the moment keeps telling us whenever we're at properties that, you know, houses are selling for 5 to 10% more than what they're being advertised at. Yeah. So, you know, I took that advice on board and thought, well, righty, oh, I can't start with an offer below 10% because I'm not going to be... Competitive. Competitive. Yeah. So I made sure I was over that 10% threshold. Um, I went and spoke to a couple of people. Luckily, being in the industry, you know, you have contacts at different areas. So I rang my broker and had a chat to him and said, you know, if I buy this property, can I afford it? <laughs> and he was yeah, he assured yeah. me that it should be fine. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to go one step further because in this marketplace, I knew it was multiple offer situation. And yeah. I was thinking, subject to sale is not going to get this done. Mm. I, you know, I wanted the place, but I had a house, house that we live in now that we would have to sell. Uh, I knew that I wouldn't be able to sell the place while waiting, like as part of the contract. So I forgot about that. Then I started thinking about the finance aspect of it and I was like, oh, well, you know, um, you know, finance is pretty easy. The bank's told me I'm pre-approved, but everyone's telling agents that they're pre-approved on finance. Yeah. And it's still taking 21 days and... I was like, ah, oh, stuff it. I'm just going to go cash even though I'm not. And I'm putting <laughs> it straight out there, everyone. You should never do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. So just, I- just for the people out there like me that don't really exactly know that, like if say you got it and you didn't sell your house, which is what you would need to have You're the in cash. big trouble because yeah. you've got to settle within the time frame. So um, 
So basically a cash offer is what we call an unconditional offer. Mm. It doesn't mean that you technically have, you know, a million dollars sitting in the bank that you're going to use to buy this property. Yep. What it means is is that you're committing to the vendor that you're 100% moving forward with this property yep. and legally you cannot back out of buying the property. So no matter so what, on the day of settlement... You've got to have, the, got money. To have the money. Yep. Or now, you can lose your deposit. You, you can lose your deposit. You can be mm. sued to complete. There's a heap of tech legal things that can go wrong yep. if you don't settle. Mm. So I was like, well, my broker said I'm pretty good. I'll, <laughs> I'll roll the dice and I'll go cash. <laughs> the uh, classic, I was like a gladiator. The classic <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Berry. The yeah, she'll yeah. be right. She'll be right. I was like, <laughs> so <laughs> I did that. Um, I made it a 45-day settlement instead of a 30-day settlement. So most people would have 30-day settlements. But I was like, well, I'll need 14 days to get my finance ordered. Yeah, so I'll yeah. give myself a little bit extra. So you put time. a little buffer in yeah, place. Just mm. to make sure that I could try and get these finance deal together. And so I did all of that and I still missed out on the property. And look, yeah. it happens. But I didn't miss out by just five or 10000 I missed out by somebody that went and put $80,000 more than what I was prepared to pay for it. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, the market at the moment, there's just people out there that want to secure a place and they'll just put crazy prices out there and there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Apart from, you know, move on to the next one and try again. Yeah, which has got to be so disheartening because you kind of, you know, you start investing emotionally in like, oh, this could be my future home I'm going to put in and I'm going to stretch my – well, actually, yours is a perfect example. You've yeah. kind of gone beyond your means to be like, this is against. <laughs> gone beyond your means, ran the gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was I almost know. like a sigh of relief when she said it in Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, 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 don't distress tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, so, the real estate professional does everything you're not supposed to do yeah. and still didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah. it's a good example of like, you can go well above and still there's someone out there that may just blow you out of the water. Yeah. And you can't control that because we've multiple the offer lot. situations. Like you're given an opportunity to make that offer. They come back to you and ask, do you want to improve it? Which, you know, if you can, you can. Um, but sometimes you still can't get to where it needs to be. And there's, you've mm. got no – during this process, you've got no knowledge of where that end point is. Yeah, I was thinking that when you described kind of what price um, it kind of was beyond your price, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you're in the industry. You should know the prices. And then it got me thinking like a few times I've been looking at um, a few posts that – Agents have been putting out there and saying, like, sold for 80000 over asking price, sold for 150000 I was like, doesn't that make them seem dumb? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. doesn't it make the agent look silly that they're kind of, oh, I appraised it at this price and, like, it's actually achieving this. I was this far off. And I was like, they're using it as a badge of honour. But really, it's you can't control these things in the yeah, current no, market. So it's not, it's not a silly thing to say, oh, I was wrong by $100,000. It's just like, oh, this is what the market was saying it should be. Mm. However... I find those posts, you know, a little bit daunting as well. Does that then, for the purchaser, look at that post and say, shit, I paid 100000 too much for it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like them at all. Yeah, so mm. I'm a bit torn on those type of posts as well, but a lot of agents do them to brag about how successful they were in their marketing campaign. And sure, the vendor's happy, and I guess that's who we work for, but... Mm. Yeah, no, it's just uh, one of those funny ones where I've been sitting, looking at them, reading them, it's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about doing these kind mm. of posts, I know there's kind of the big no- – it's like that Lords of Property Instagram. I don't, if anybody out there that does listen to the property pod and uh, enjoys a little bit of property-related yeah, yeah. memes or humour or just anything, check out Lords of Property on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you should even put that in there because they may have filters set up and they'll find us. I hope they find us and I hope they troll through it and they come up and just be like, oh, well, actually, no. It doesn't matter for me because I'm not an agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys might be the new um, Fraser or whoever that kid. But you you, you watch what they do and you you cringe like any industry that's sort of taking the mickey out of you because there's always so much truth 
in those exaggerations of the jokes. Or you know someone who's like, I know a bloke or a gal who's exactly like that. Oh, yeah. said that exact thing, you know. It's unreal. <laughs> well, it, again, it's one of those things where if we're talking about it, they're doing the right thing. So I know yeah, who yeah. this Fraser guy is now, so he seems like a real tool on his – he seems like <laughs> yeah. the hammer, like that thing we were watching on John Oliver. <laughs> so you have outlandish ads – You'll you get, get noticed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. this is an interesting one where probably our Tasmanian clients might not be so familiar with it. In the auction environment, um, to buy a house is unconditional is what you do. So mm. what's happening in an, with an auction contract and why it's so appealing is that it's purchased with no conditions. So you have to do all your building inspections prior to, have everything sorted out because on the day it becomes an unconditional contract. Yeah, so mm. it's almost like what I did, That's I guess, right. because they're going to their broker and their broker's saying, right here at the auction on Saturday you can spend up to X, X. amount of dollars. Yes. Don't go above that bid because I can't give you the money yeah. for that. So it's pretty much exactly what... Abby and I did. Mm. Um, we just weren't pre-approved. We just had a 10-minute conversation yeah. with our broker and thought, <laughs> let's like, roll the dice. Right. <laughs> she should have asked her other yeah. husband. Yeah. He might have yeah, been able to help apparently. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think yeah, well, it's... His nickname is Money King if you're talking to him next time. Oh, Money. I remember that. <laughs> MKH, Money King Headlam. <laughs> it's really Mar- Marcus and Kirsten Headlam, but yeah, you know, we call him Money King. Yeah, that's way better. <laughs> The Money better. King himself. <laughs> Shout out to the Money King who went and uh, purchased a keg for all his employees <laughs> over the weekend that was 41 litres bigger than his system could handle. <laughs> See? actually, there, there so is It's only something a Money King would do. <laughs> Very true. Well, there is one part that I'm really excited about in our business now where we're offering another level of service for, I mean, when it comes to making decisions in these markets, both for sale, buying and selling, um, is the next, you know, who do you, who can you focus on to help you, you know, nail down your investment advice? Oh, so this is part of John's circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he yeah. talked about In his, his corner. Yeah, he hasn't had his corner out for uh, a while now. Yeah, because it's great. What well, I'm really excited I reckon it got too full. <laughs> <laughs> too many people in there. Too, too many people in the team. Well, they'd have to socially distance as well yeah, in his yeah, corner. Yeah. And it's so, so no. tricky in this modern environment to yeah, yeah, work out how close am I allowed to stand to you? So we've got one more person at this point. Um, that's, why, that's why we're going to have to go upstairs in this office. Just too many people in my team. <laughs> Um, but with, with Joanne on board. Yeah, yeah, so we've got our new employee, Joanne Strange, that started this week. I'm um, yeah. really excited to have her on board. Tried to get her in today, but she wasn't too keen to be on the camera. <laughs> but hey, we, we might get her in the near future. Yeah. Um, but Joanne's come on board as a business development manager, which mm. is really exciting. So this is something I'd never heard of until she so, was coming on board. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I'm really intrigued by the idea. I think it's really cool. And she seems really, really passionate about what she does. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for anyone that's wondering what a business development manager is, mm. it's pretty simple. They are the rental version of a sales consultant. Yeah. So where John what and I doing? will go out and appraise a property for sale, they go out and appraise a property for rent. Yep. And their job is to convince the owner to give our company the property to rent yep. over one of our competitors. Which makes so much sense. Like, I'm like, how is... This, well, I'm sure it has been a thing. It's just a mm. thing I wasn't aware of, aware of. But it makes so much sense to be like, oh, well, we can tell you what it's worth to sell. But of course we can tell you what it's worth to have in as investment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's very different because like a business development manager would normally have more traits like a sales consultant. They would sort yeah. of follow the, the sort of same characteristics that John and I would have. Yep. Mm. Where a property manager is more system-based and more like problem-solving and you'd find that a property manager not necessarily is always good at appraising properties and like convincing people that we're the right choice for them. Yep. Mm. So it's really exciting to have someone that's got a bit of a sales background and a BDM background coming on board. And mm. Joe's one of the best in the state, so we're super excited that she's chosen to move her career to our agency. Well, she's been yeah. nominated for 
BDM Awards internationally twice, yeah. I think um, she's been nominated to that. She's kind of won awards across um, Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah. So she's an absolute superstar and a massive yeah, so, asset to the team. Mm, yeah, so – and, like, her level of service is amazing. Like, to give you an example, I had an investor that reached out about one of my properties in Claremont on oh, two nights ago, and I responded back to him as CC Joanne saying, yes, we can get a rental appraisal for you. I've CC'd Joanne into this email. She'll reach out to you tomorrow morning to mm. get you the information. Nope, she saw that email in her inbox at home on Tuesday night, jumped online, did the research, sent the letter off, and the purchaser emailed her back and CC'd me and then saying, thank you, Joe, for being so efficient. Yep. Yeah. They got the info they needed within a couple of hours and they were not expecting it because I'd already pre-warned them, you know, that, you know, we're finished for the night. She'll mm. be back in the office 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. But no, it's that service level and that opportunity that she was driving. She was yeah. keen to to get them to know who she was, which was great. And I think the, the exciting thing how I see it um, from the business perspective and an, on an additional service level is where the property manager that is appointed to obviously look after the inspections, know the intimate details of your property, et cetera, um, and that with other, with other clients, they're taking care of the day-to-day you know, management and sure the, you know, the asset is well looked after. But then you've also got a person now dedicated to helping you find, source, give advice, on properties as well, and they'll work in with the property manager team. So yeah. um, we've got just that extra level of um, you know potential and time and expertise. Well, it's a really interesting on. role because yeah. Joe sort of sits between sales and rentals. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, Shirley A is obviously very heavily with the sales team while working on bringing new time investors on board and helping yep. them educate the understanding of what to look out for when buying their first investment property. Indeed. Mm. But then she also helps facilitate that through to the rental team so they know exactly what to do with the property once we get it. So It's like when we spoke about Abby uh, referring to the rental team as the meat in the sandwich. It's almost mm. like the extra mayonnaise or you could say the meat in the meat in the sandwich oh, between oh, work. the whole thing. So yeah, the yeah. double meat like a super whopper. <laughs> <laughs> Super Whopper. A Whopper Angus... But no, what are they called? The Double Angus Whopper Magnum for Flurry. That's it. Oh, oh, flurry. Yeah. Just so getting a bit, yeah. of, bit yeah. of Hungry Jacks yeah. and Magnus and mix it together. <laughs> Z- get, yeah. Zinger Burger too. Well, the good thing for our business now is that not only, I suppose, where when you're asking us, obviously we've got some general knowledge and then highly specified knowledge in a specific thing, we're bringing in additional specialists for our clients every step of the way. And so then all of a sudden our business just be, is able to, you know, really give great advice across your entire life cycle of your um, ownership in a real estate. Mm. And just having Joanne and the team is just a really exciting offer, offer we can do yeah, now. So hopefully in the near future we can convince her to come on board. But we'll I'm see sure we, we can. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure we can. No, she's been, um, been a breath of fresh air in the last few days that she's been in the office. And I think it's just going to be an exciting, exciting time as we move forward with building the 414 Empire. Yeah, absolutely. Shout right, out cool. to Granny Smith Apples. Well, <laughs> 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 we, oh, MKH got so many free plays. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've got to get these Granny Smiths on. Give me <laughs> go. Not even eating a Granny Smith. <laughs> Where, where's my apple? <laughs> I went to get you guys apples this morning, but I only had two left and Jack needed one. So. <laughs> oh, damn. Family first, I suppose. <laughs> There'll be people out there listening that have that ASMR thing where they like can't hear people chewing on in their thing. So sorry oh, yeah. about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got one last thing that came across our desk this week, which I also mm. thought was pretty interesting. Um, and it's actually something you found, John, a company by the name of Own Home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this probably would have been um, good we brought this in after your experience because the this idea now is going back to the rent-to-buy principle. So the, the first way of – think of a, a rent-to-buy situation is that you don't have a deposit 
So what you're going to do is rent, um, um, you'll come to an agreed rent with an owner and then plus an additional um, amount, on amount on top, which starts to contribute to the deposit. And then you'll have an agreed term for, say, two years worth of renting, at which time then you'll have already agreed to a purchase price and you'll buy, um, you'll get the finance in the, after that first, those two years and then secure the property. So, so yeah. is this like a retrovision kind of um, situation where you're all radio after rentals? For, or after pay for houses. After pay for houses, that's better. <laughs> I like that. That's a really good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, so look, um, this company's a new startup. They've just started. So to give to tr- really try to break it down so you understand how it works is you would apply with Own Home and make an application. Mm. And I think there's a startup fee involved in joining them. Yep. You then go out and you look at properties on realestate.com, any property that you like the look of. Like it can be anywhere, like in... You know, it doesn't have to be for sale with own home. It can be with us or LJ or PRD or whoever it may be. Yeah. And then what happens is that you say to own home, this is the house of my dreams. Then they go buy it on your behalf. Mm. So they become, so it's currently say owned by John McGregor. Own home goes and buys it off John McGregor and they become the landlord. Yeah. And then you rent it from own home with what John's described by paying a little bit extra. And then that builds up credit. And you've got between, I think it said, three to seven years at a prearranged price to buy it off them. That's So, so actually, you can rent it up to seven years before you actually have to commit to go to the bank and get the, and get the finance, get the finance to purchase the property. Because also too, um, it would be interesting to note whether or not they, if it's, a, it's an upfront agreed purchase price, and then they would probably um, factoring in some element of inflation over the rent as well. So cause having it, a look here where I'm reading it, it says... Once you've got the rate, the rate doesn't change regardless of what happens to the prices in the property market. So, yeah, no, double-edged sword. So if well, the market crashes, you're still committed to pay the higher price. But if it goes up, you still win. Yeah. Well, and I guess from – I mean, let's just, I suppose, play it out in us three. Aaron, you're the um, – I'm the buyer – but you're the that oh, we're doing a role play. Yeah, oh. I don't think and, we've and ever then, done one and of these. And so. a live role play. You're the homeowner now. Obviously, I can't afford your house yet, but this company can. Um, and then will um, Pat and I will enter this rent uh, rent to buy agreement. So you'll have bought it. You'll have got your result, Aaron, that you're happy with. And then obviously we'll come into an agreement where the company would be, you know, making profit over time, or sorry, um, making money by renting as well as I suppose that agreed um, above interest rate, you'd say, whatever mm. the term they use. Yeah, they um, refer to it as rent credits. Rent credits, So there. you must yeah. have, yeah, rent credit must have a value. So, yeah. and then as you accumulate rent credits. But I think what's really cool about it, especially mm. in the market we're in now, is that, you know, maybe a first-time buyer can't buy today. But if the market, I think they're still saying that the market could go up by 6 to 12% or something in the next 12 months. Who knows, eh? So if you agree to buy a house today with these guys, and then in 12 months' time, you've got an extra 12% equity there. Yeah. All of a sudden, your mortgage insurance is gone. Yes, that's like, a really good point. And Adam. then you can yeah. actually go to the bank at 80% and mm. borrow the money to buy it mm. because you're paying the price from 12, 12 months ago, not current market value. Well, it's, it's almost like, and I'll, I'll do this really bad for any traders, but you know, it's almost like buying an option on property where mm. you've agreed to a price today um, and then you're going to secure it at that same price um, you know, two to you know five years from now. So you're locking in a price today um, knowing that you're not going to be paying for it for another five years or so. Of course, definitely get your solicitor to look over yeah. it because <laughs> we've only read their fancy website and yeah. it's a nice pretty site. But well, the concept sounds interesting. And right? based on what we've heard from Pat earlier don't today, take any don't advice take any from advice from him. Yeah, from him. Well, and he will go to a professionals and he'll still just ignore them. I did have a laugh. I was listening to our disclaimer at the end of this podcast and basically says don't listen to a word we say. Oh, well. <laughs> Which for, that's why we any, put it in. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone does anyway. But, <laughs> but I think I, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting experience, though, isn't it? Because 
we're even as an agent, you're, you're, we, we still struggle to buy properties in the current market. Um, and, you know, obviously the opportunities like this are starting to pivot so that hopefully, you know, alternative options can become available to people because um, in a really hot rising, uh, you, know, uh, you know, when prices are going up really quickly, is that you might be saving your extra 100 bucks a week. But the values, as we saw, was it in their last episode, were going up by two, three hundred bucks a week. Four hundred yeah, bucks so a you, week. So yeah. you're just following. Sarah up. spent up big. Yeah. So you, you, the only episode she <laughs> ever listened to. <laughs> well, it's just yeah. So you're always falling behind, which would which just you know feel devastating. Um, yeah, so to know, even if you were only attributing a little bit extra each week, yeah, um, to this rent credit component, mm. you're still locking in the price at today's value until you can afford it in one, two, three, four, five years time, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully by then the property's increasing value anyway. Yeah, and so you've built up equity without actually being the owner technically of the property. Yes, absolutely. So mm. it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how um, how far it takes off because. Obviously, interesting to get the guys on the show and to find out how it bloody works. Yeah, actually, we'll, 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 we'll shoot out an email. A good way to go about it. Mm. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. And then they'll listen to this and say, "You guys are so yeah, wrong." So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's one of my favorite yeah, yeah. things. Like when Luke comes on, it's just like, "Boys, <laughs> well, it's, it's it kind of so handy just you know to, to try and figure it out." And then I suppose there's more incentive to come on to describe exactly what it is properly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually a bit upset with Loki. He was on um, Will Anderson's Willosophy with Will Anderson recently. Oh, yeah. And I think property came up twice in that. Oh, and he didn't drop us. No and mention he, of the pod. He could have dropped. He said, oh, my, actually, my brother's got a really entertaining podcast. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, Luke, just, just know you're on notice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a really good listen, though. Actually, I'm still, um, yeah, we're keen to check that one out. Yeah, no, really good listen. So, shout out to anybody that's jumped from here. You can jump over to Willosophy, but you won't hear anything about the property no, pod from no, Luke. Exactly. As much as we'd like for him to plug us. <laughs> Please plug us. <laughs> you are unnoticed. <laughs> Even just a, a shot on your Insta story yeah, yeah. of like our of your iPod with our logo <laughs> on it. Anything, please. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> I think we better finish up, I think eh? we better finish up there. Awesome. Shout out to any Apple lovers out there. <laughs> Granny Smith. Granny Smith's for life. <laughs> See you, guys. See Thank ya. You. Listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of the